Joining us from the nation's capital to hopefully put Jesse Nelson in his place once and for all. Someone we love when he joins us. Jesse admires him slash stalks him slash kind of creeps him out on occasion. I'm eager to see what Jeff Lo- Uh-oh. I think we lost Jason's uh, internet for the first time over at Lambeau. Tausch, you want to take it from here? Jeff? Do you stalk Jeff Levering? I do not stalk Jeff Levering. I don't know what he's talking well, about. Well, where does there. Jason get that from? Uh, <laughs> beats me. I mean, I text Jeff right, well, every night and say, great call today. Really appreciate it. Well, let's ask Jeff, Jeff yeah. Levering. Jeff Levering, how are we this morning? Hey, what's going on, guys? Jesse, I appreciated your text late last night after the Brewers lost to Washington, but uh, that's all right. See tonight. <laughs> Bounce back night tonight. We need it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Jeff, can you explain kind of where we're at with this team? Because Jesse and his clown, he's got a puppet clown called Dunzo. He wrote off the Milwaukee Brewers after the Oakland A's series, and I'll have to admit, I was down, too. I was in, kind of in the same boat after they came into Amphan Field. That's a bad team, and swept the Milwaukee Brewers. But since then, and against the Reds, they've done it. I guess give us a, your overall picture now that the trade deadline, we got one, you know, today's it, where we're at with this ball squad as we're looking at it right now. Well, I, I think the Brewers are in a pretty good place, and I know they're in a tough spot right now having lost four in a row. Listen, the Braves are on another level, man, and I know they only scored one run against the Angels last night. It was a Matt Olson homer. He's got like a million homers. Only Otani's got more than him, who's got two million. Um, so I, you can understand over the weekend against Atlanta, um, but I, I think the Brewers are in a pretty good spot. Listen, they need to be better against – the bottom teams in the league. Uh, they are 0-7 against a combination of Washington, Oakland, and Colorado now. Uh, they need to get some wins against this group. They, the Brewers just finished off a stretch where they played 15 consecutive games against teams above 500. They did well for themselves. They were fine. They did what they needed to do against the Cincinnati Reds. Um, still have an opportunity to win this series against the Washington Nationals. That's fine. You come home and you've got series against Pittsburgh, um, you, you got to take care of business there. It, it needs to, this is, this is put up or shut up time. I know you got two months to go in the season, uh, but these are the teams that you have to get fat and happy against. And, uh, and for Milwaukee, they've got to get the next two against Washington. Jeff, uh, I'm sorry. I lost uh, my connection here at Lambeau field. Uh, Jesse and Tausch. I don't know if they discussed this while I was trying to get reconnected. Um, they wrote your club off after the loss to the the three game losses to Oakland. Um, I think Tausch likened it to losing to the uh, Cleveland Indians of the major league film, where they're trying to lose, and mm-hmm. you lost to them. Um, and Jesse, frankly, used his alter ego, Dunzo the Clown to basically announce that the season was over for the for the Brewers. When you look at where that team was there and how they have, I know, like you just mentioned, they've lost four straight now, but the way they have proven Jesse and Dunzo wrong, when you look back on that moment, how critical of a moment was that for them to rebound? Or are we just so wired to overreact to things that when you lose to a team like the A's the way they did, 
it was not as bad inside as it felt outside. Sure. The, before I answer the question, can I hear the impression of Dunzo the Clown? Can I hear oh, it? Oh, yeah, I you can. Wanna... Yeah. This is why he's the best. to talk to you brian anderson is he hanging it up yet is he done so <laughs> you number oh, one man. over there yet oh, oh my god well in, in fairness jeff you asked for it so that's well true. that's okay i think the, i think the intro needs to be tightened up a little bit but i like the voice <laughs> it's pretty long yeah it's long love um, to build suspense just like the brewers do in august don't they oh here <laughs> All right, I get that. I get it. Um, I don't think they're done, though. I think that that's, I think it's, in a, uh, you know, there's so much season left. And, and I think as, as fans, uh, as people within the organization, as people who work in the media, it's really easy to jump off board. Listen, there are 162 baseball games over the course of a regular season. It's not like the NFL where if you lose one game or if you lose four straight games, then you're really in trouble. Four straight games in a Major League Baseball season is really not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's four games. They're a game and a half back at Cincinnati. They hold the tiebreaker. The Cubs are, I think, three and a half games back. The Brewers are in a really good spot, and they're getting healthier. I like the Carlos Santana deal. We'll see what Mark Canna can bring to the table. They've still got a couple of hours left in the trade deadline to see what they're going to be able to pull off. Brandon Woodruff is coming back in the near future. He's starting tonight in Nashville. I still think if the Brewers get an opportunity to play in the playoffs, that is a team that no one will want to play because they don't want to deal with the pitching staff. When you got Burns and Woodruff and Peralta, plus what they've got going on in the bullpen right now, set aside what they did the last two days, Piomps, who proved that he's human, and Piguero, who's had a couple of rough uh, outings in the last week. Listen, this is a, it's a deep team. It's a really deep team, and uh, they have proven that time and time again this year. So I think we can retire the clown for a little while, um, yep. tighten Amen. up that intro, and, and they'll be just fine. <laughs> yeah, even if the clown comes back, we do need to tighten up that intro, Jesse. So, Jeff, I, I guess <laughs> the question I have, when you look back at last year at the trade deadline and the Josh Hader trade and the impact that that had on the clubhouse, and we saw that with some of the comments after the trade and then the way the season ended up going. Do you think the Brewers' front office, because they're being aggressive, they're going out, they're bringing players in that fill needs for this team to make a playoff push, how much do you think is that lessons learned from what happened last year? Uh, I think that they, um, they value the clubhouse culture a lot more now, uh, strictly by the financials strictly by the baseball computers and everything else that they were spitting out last year. It may have been the right move at the time. And, hey, listen, the Brewers don't have William Contreras without the Josh Hader trade. Not justifying it, just stating facts if you go to the trade tree. But at the same time, it really messed the clubhouse. And for the Brewers to do what they're doing right now by adding – it can add a jolt to that clubhouse. It's new energy. It's new guys. It's, it's a way of telling your team from the front office, from ownership, we're in this. Let's go make a run. Let's have a great two months, and let's see what we can do in the postseason. I, I think that that's what 
the Brewers kind of forgot about last year and what that impact of that deal would mean. While it's a baseball move and a smart, smarter baseball move, it really did some damage in that clubhouse, which they have fixed. They've done a nice job with that. Now they're adding here at the trade deadline. Um, I, I think that they definitely learned from what they did last year and, and showing that this team that they have faith in it and uh, they, they believe in this, in this group and, and what they can do with they get to, to October. Talking with Jeff Levering from Valley Sports Wisconsin and the Brewers Radio Network. Jeff, uh, you talk about adding. What did you think of adding Carlos Santana? I have all his albums. Good one. <laughs> Oye, como Good va? One. Uh, man, I, I I like the move. Listen, the Brewers have not had a lot of production at first base since the month of May. Rowdy has disappeared. Maybe the forearm was more of an issue than he was leading on, and he's going to be out a little bit longer with that broken pinky or broken ring finger on his left hand that looks all gnarly. Um, plus, they get better defensively over there with Santana. He's already made some great plays in three games over at first. Uh, plus, he's a, a great leader in the clubhouse. He's the kind of guy that can bridge – um, the Latin players with the with the United States players and, and the pitchers and the position players. He's been around. He's done it. He's got a great track record. I really like that Santana move. It's not going to really, in the grand scheme of baseball, move the needle like a Justin Verlander trade might, even though you know, he's been pitching great, especially in July. But the Max Scherzer deal, he hasn't been pitching great, but because he's a big name, it moves the needle a little bit more. I think the Carlos, uh, the Carlos Santana deal is, is a lot more impactful for what this team needed. And, and we've talked about this before. You know how much I love the good story. I happened to tune in on Sal Fralick nights, and I yeah. understand he's old for his last 10. He, it turns out that he is not quite uh, going to go three for three with the game-winning, driving in the game-winning winning run every night. But what was that like to call and experience firsthand? Because there have not been many moments in my recent memory where I have been so amazed by the the drama and excitement of a first-time starter and a first-time major leaguer. That was really, really cool to watch. Yeah, it was. It, it, it gives you chills uh, because as a, as a kid, you grow up and you want to have those moments on the field, and, and those are the moments you dream of. And what am I going to do if I'm in this moment? Then you realize, oh, my gosh, I'm not that good at this sport, and I'm not going to be a professional baseball player. I'm not going to be a professional football player, and I won't have those moments to experience, so I'm going to try and do something else. So when you have those moments – like Sal does, he wakes up in the middle of the night. He's told, you know, in the in the clubhouse the night before after having a good night in Nashville. All right, who's good to go tomorrow? You good to go? You good to go? Well, you're good to go, but you're not going to be playing here. You're going to be in Milwaukee. So you're riding that high. Your feet never touch the ground, and then you're just base hit, base hit, game winner, diving catches all over the place. Your dad and sister and brother are in the crowd. I mean, just an amazing performance. I mean, I, I don't remember one as great, with the exception of Freddie Peralta in Colorado on Mother's Day in 2018, pitching in front of his parents for the first time. Um, struck out 13 batters, which he just tied in his last appearance against Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, those those would be my two that you're like, oh, my gosh, what a big league debut. I can't, I can't even imagine what it would be like to be in those shoes. 
And then you realize, hey, the dude's human. He's going to go through these stretches. Um, you know, he's struggled a little bit at the plate over the last couple of days. But, man, that Major League debut. And I, I tell you what, I was on radio that night, and uh, every time he came to the plate, it, Euchre was on. It was Euchre's inning, and he nailed every single one of his calls. Uh, first big league hit, you know, the, the go-ahead, sacrifice, fly, all the great catches. Euchre had every single one of them. So and I'm really glad that when Sal gets those – those audio files from Kent at some point, they're all going to be Euchre, and it's not going to be like, well, it's that other guy's call. It's all Bob all the time, and I think <laughs> that's really special. I'm not used to that level of humility on this program. All right, uh, before we let you go. Uh, You're talking Jeff, about yourself, right? I'm talking about Jesse. I was talking about Jesse. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> the, the, one, the one thing that I found interesting beyond all the great parts of that story and I've and you know, look, we've gotten to know you well from your visits to us. I've learned more about your family because of your Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin commercials. But I'm curious, <laughs> do the Leverings have a dog? Because here's why: Sal Freilich's mom, if I'm understanding this correctly, did not come to see Sal Freilich's performance that night because she was watching the dog. So I'm wondering, do is that would that be an issue for the Leverings? Do you have a dog, and would you have proper dog sitting options if it came to that? Uh, I think that uh, we would drop the dog off at a neighbor's house and, and get our our fannies over. If my son was making their big league debut, even if I'm still calling a, a, a big league game, I'm getting to wherever he's going to play. And if we have a dog at the time, my wife will leave the dog somewhere. Dog will be taken care of, and she will be there. Um, maybe they were really in a pinch, and I get it. I get it. You know, not being around family. No, my family's out in California. My right. wife's family's in Texas and California, and who knows where else. And it's just like you know, we're going to do what we need to do for for our group, for our immediate four, and we're going to be there as much as we can be there. That's what we would do. Maybe they didn't have that circumstance. But, hey, kudos to them for having a dog that means so much to their family that mom had to jump on that grenade and not show up for the big league debut. She did see his first big league homer, though, so I guess that counts. Well, if if, if it ever comes to that, I'm telling you right now, we will take the Levering family dog so you can be there for Thank those you. great moments. Uh, and also, <laughs> I, I'm glad that those roll screens are working out as well as they are for you guys. Uh, they are amazing, <laughs> I tell you. They are the best, Wilde. <laughs> Jeff, it is. We love it when you join us. Uh, thanks for making time for us. I know you've got a lot on your plate today, so thanks for setting Jesse straight. Oh, here he comes. Uh oh, <laughs> you tighten it up, or is it still long? There's no way. Long one. <laughs> oh my God. This get segment is done. Oh, I do have to go get to work on bowling. Thanks, Jeff Levering. Maybe you can go back to work on bowling since the season's done so. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, we apologize and we appreciate you. Have a good one, uh, buddy. You guys are the best. Have a good one. Uh, that is the great Jeff Levering, our friend from Bally Sports Wisconsin and do the you think, Radio Network. Do you think Jeff is rethinking, A, coming on our show, and B, asking for Dunzo? Yeah. Nobody no, asks for Dunzo. Yes! No. Dunzo just shows up. No, that was sweet. Look, Je we love Jeff. He's a good friend, mm -hmm. super talented guy. Much like we're finding that Sal Freilich is not going to bat 1,000 in the in the major leagues, um, I would say that Jeff made a mistake there.
That was a that was an error. Uh, asking for uh, Dunzo. I got a Never quick dog Dunzo. question. I know I know we got to go to break. Could Freilix have not just let the dog for a four hour game? Could they not just like throw some food in a bowl and then have a dog door? And can you leave a? How long can you leave a dog? Uh, I I don't I don't I don't think you can do that. And also, where his family is. Not, it's not like his family's in like Hartford, right? Like it's not like they go to the game and then they go back to the dog, right? Like uh, I don't. I was a little surprised by the circumstances, and you know how much I love our dogs. I'm not sure what we would do, but I would like to think we could have found a dog sitter. That's all. Um, Tausch has just gotten the answer to the question that he wanted asked of Matt Lafleur about the sheriff. We'll tell you the answer that he got. Without Dunzo's involvement, next, it's Wilde and Tesh.